You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is Dr. Andrew A. Bear. He is the pastor of the Paramount Baptist Church in uh, Amarillo, Texas. Uh, he's a graduate of Criswell College and of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville with a doctorate in leadership and discipleship. He's also done some New Testament studies at the University of Wales, Trinity St. David. And I'd, uh, some other time, I'd like to explore that. That sounds like a wonderful adventure. Uh, but I've had the pleasure of working with him at the Southern Baptist Convention. He is a recent uh, past chairman of the Committee on Order of Business, and he also is part of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission Leadership Council. Uh, he shows up a lot of places in Southern Baptist life, and I'm always glad to see him. So welcome to Preaching Source, Andrew. Dr. McCarty, it's great to be back with you. Um, let's, let's, we're going to talk about preaching and hot topics today, and so let's start off by asking, what, what are a few hot topics in our culture that we ought to be preaching about, things that the church has answers for? Well, I think you could look at that a couple of different ways. You could approach it generally. The questions that we ask today are the questions that we've always asked. Where are we from? Why are we here? What went wrong? Is there any hope? I think those are the deep questions of every human heart, regardless of time or, or place or culture. And so Scripture clearly has answers for those questions from Genesis to Revelation. I do think there are, um, you know, that would be gener generically, but specifically, I think in 21st century American culture, there are some specific questions that are being asked that the church has unique answers for. So I think of sexual ethics, for instance, um, not just the issue of, of uh, LGBTQ issues, but transgenderism, uh, other kin, uh, other you know, sexual abnor abnormalities and deviations. These are big questions that our culture is asking. Uh, our children are facing these questions. The scripture has very clear answers to these. So sexual ethics, I think of personhood issues. So whether it's the sanctity of, of life, um, whether it's... Uh, human dignity, end-of-life uh, questions, those types of things. Uh, I think even um, issues about how to deal with the poor, uh, poverty, uh, those are issues that our, question, our culture uh, you know, faces. We're, we're asking these questions, and, and the church has historically had answers for this, and Scripture, of course, clearly has answers for them. Mm -hmm. uh, the, Andrew, I know that you're, you're one of the wonderful pastors who just dedicated to, to text-driven exposition of Scripture and working through books of the Bible, but uh, how, how does a pastor address these needful worldview and culture kind of topics without abandoning his commitment to steady biblical exposition? It's a great question. I think if we think about the role of a prophet, it helps us here. If we think about the Old Testament prophet who speaks on behalf of the Lord to a people in a situation. You know, really the pastor stands in the tradition. Someone once said the pastor, uh, the Christian pastor, stands not in the tradition of the Greek orator, but of the Old Testament Hebrew prophet. And so I think if we think about that, it gives us actually a mandate to address what's happening in front of us. We have to address what's in the text, but we also have to look at the people in our church. We have to look at the people in our city, in our nation, and there are times when we need to speak. 
So how do you do that without abandoning a commitment to text-driven preaching? Well, I think you have to remember that the prophet is a messenger. Uh, he's a herald. He's a deliverer of a messenger uh, of a message. He's not the the originator of the message. And so I think if we if we remind ourselves that it's not up to us as pastors to create the message, but rather to understand the message God has and then faithfully deliver that, represent that message, and apply it to the issues of our our culture. I think it can keep us from from abandoning expository preaching. I do think, Dr. McCarty, that there's a there is a way of addressing the hot topics in a culture that would completely abandon exposition. It would essentially be to, let's say, uh, we're going to preach a sermon on abortion, you know, and you come up with three points about life, and you go to the text, and you try to find, you know, different verses here and there, kind of picking and choosing and trying to put together this, this message. Well, that would not be, in my opinion, a text-driven sermon. I do think, though, that there are texts of Scripture that you could deal with in an expositional manner that would address a hot topic in the culture. So, for instance, if we were going to talk about the hot topic of sexual ethics and address all of its many questions, the way I might approach that in the pulpit would be to do a sermon series on the Song of Solomon. And as I'm exposing the text, uh, in my application, I'm addressing various issues, questions that the people are asking. And um, I think that's a way to, to allow the, really the text to drive the conversation. Uh, I, I once thought out a series on sexual boundaries from uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 6, and 7 and, and found, wow, here in these contiguous, you know, pericopes of Scripture, you had a lot of the modern issues laid out there uh, in a package. The, yeah, I think that's great. And I, I, you know, the other thing I would add there is you don't always have to address a hot topic in a sermon. So, for instance, I'm preaching through the Gospel of Matthew right now. This Sunday I will be dealing with Matthew chapter 13 on the parable of the, it's called the parable of the sower, it's really more about the seeds and the soil, but um, if I was going to talk about, you know, the issue of immigration, let's say I wanted to address that hot topic and talk about the dignity of, of people, you know, as we think about immigration, well, that really doesn't have anything to do with Matthew chapter 13, and I would actually be doing harm to the text to try to fit that in there. I would be forcing it into the text. I mean, that's, that's the definition of eisegesis. You're reading something into the text rather than out of the text. But that doesn't mean that on Sunday, if I wanted to address immigration, that I, I couldn't find another way to do it. Uh, I could have a preamble to the sermon. So take five minutes before I actually even open the text and say, listen, folks, we're going to jump into God's Word in just a moment. We're going to look at Matthew 13. But there's an issue that I feel pastorally like I need to address just before we jump into God's Word. I just want to say, because some of you are, have seen a news story about this, or some of you have asked me about this this week, and this is on your mind, and I want to just bring, I want to bring a Christian view to bear on this issue. So you could address it in that way. You could address it earlier in the service. You could address it now through things like Facebook Live. Or, or an Instagram live video where you address a question, or you could write a blog post about it. There's any number of ways that you could address it without actually touching the sermon. And so, in general, I would discourage the approach in the pulpit that would, would be trying to chase after hot topics all the time. I would just very rarely address them in the sermon. If you feel compelled, like you have to address them, I would really look to find some other venues uh, to, to share those things. Not that it can't be addressed in the sermon. 
That is a great idea. I'm, I'm going to file that away and keep that, and I've got a label for it. I think I would call that a pastoral conversation. Yes, and fireside say, chat. Yeah, so, so from time to time, in addition to the sermon, there may be short pastoral conversations that you need to have with your folks in, in public worship. That's a great idea. Well, uh, Andrew, what, what are the practical ways can, can a pastor help to develop a, a Christian worldview in his people uh, on, on current issues that, that have a distinctive difference between uh, secular world views and, uh, and a Christian worldview? Yeah. Well, you know, one of, the, one of the great things about preaching through books of the Bible, it's amazing how many times the text speaks to an issue that you weren't even planning to speak to. And so I think in the regular exposition of God's Word, you're going to—actually, one of the difficulties of it and one of the benefits of it is that you're forced to talk about things you wouldn't normally talk about. Um, and so as you do that, uh, you're going to be systematically developing a, a, a Christian worldview. You may be forced to talk about a hot topic you didn't know was hot. Uh, you're going to be forced to talk about subjects that maybe someone in the church is thinking about that you don't even know they're thinking about. And so I really believe that text-driven preaching, one of, the, uh, one of the reasons we do it is because we trust the Holy Spirit. We trust that the Spirit of God knows when a text needs to be preached, who needs to hear that text, what the topic is going to be addressed as we preach that sermon, beyond my limited, finite human understanding. If I sat down on a Monday morning and think, what do my people need to hear? Well, uh, that's a very, uh, I have a very limited viewpoint on that. However, if I'm faithfully walking through the text, the Spirit is going to use the text for the people in particular moments, particular ways. And uh, I think that over time, over, over years, if we take the long view, uh, it's going to develop a biblical theological worldview framework in our people. The key, I think, is not forcing the issues into the text, but ra- rather allowing them to just flow freely from the text, and a lot of times that comes at the point of application. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have to chuckle because when I, I mentioned a series on sexual boundaries I was going to preach from 1 Corinthians 5, 6, and 7, uh, when I was thinking that through, I asked some of my leaders, would you pray for me for wisdom with developing this? And it scared them to death thinking <laughs> that I was going <laughs> to preach on these hot topics. So, and, and part of the worry was... Uh, topics that are controversial, but also worrying, uh, uh, worrying about taste and decorum in handling. So how, how does a pastor speak plainly enough to communicate what ought to be said on sensitive topics, but at the same time maintain the, the dignity and decorum of a public worship service? How do you balance that out? Sure. Well, I'm thinking biblically here. Do we have biblical examples of this? I think there are times when prophets, for instance, use very vivid, direct language, blunt, uh, offensive. And sometimes sometimes the moment calls for offensive language, I think. But there are times when you do need to maintain decorum. So for, let's just take, to continue along this uh, line of thinking, let's take Song of Solomon. I have four children. Um, I don't want them to hear what I'm going to say about Song of Solomon yet. So... In the pulpit, if I was going to preach through the Song of Solomon, and I've done that, um, you know, I'm going to be very careful about terminology. So, for instance, since I may use the word intimacy. Every adult in the room is going to know what I'm talking about there, but the children 
may not. Uh, so it's a coded language almost. Um, if I was going to do Song of Solomon today, if I was going to do it again, I'm aware that there are a lot of questions in the pews. And so what I might do is I might set up a Sunday night Q&A session where we have childcare. So children are out of the room, and I might separate it by men and women. So the women go with my wife, and they can ask any question. And the men come with me, and they can ask any question. And we can speak, speak a little more plainly at that point. Uh, so that would be on the sexual ethics question. You know, I would try to think wisely about who's in the audience, uh, what, at what level, and what depth can we speak. If we were going to talk about other subjects, let's, let's take, uh, for instance, abortion. I think decorum is one thing, um, tone is another. And I think that we have to, to have speech that is seasoned with salt. We have to maintain a tone that is Christ-like, that is loving. We speak the truth in love. You look at Jesus, he was full of truth, uh, but he was also full of grace. He was prophet and priest. And I think that there are ways that we can speak harshly about hot topics that, that, that's harmful, maybe to a woman who's had an abortion and is overcome with shame and guilt. And we can rail against the evils of abortion in a tone that's harmful. We don't ever compromise on the truth we speak, but we can, we can deliver the truth with a loving tongue. Uh, we can deliver the truth fully while also holding to grace and reminding people of the gospel and how that comes to bear on someone who's had an abortion. So I think, you know, you want to pray through those things. You want to think wisely. There is a, I think there is a, a feel <laughs> as a pastor and as a leader, as a preacher that you have to have about who's in the audience. You have to sometimes read the audience. So, you know, if you're looking at faces, but by the way, Donald Trump, you know, as much as we could say about his speaking style, he, he's not eloquent, <laughs> but he is, he is engaging. And one of the we things... We have to give him that. You have to give him that. One of the things, if you watch him, is he feeds off the crowd and he reacts to what he's seen in the crowd. And sometimes you can do that, actually, as a, as a pastor. If you see a confused look, uh, you know, somebody starts staring at the ceiling and they look like they're trying to think about something, and that maybe tells you you need to dial in a little bit, mm. provide a little more explanation. Mm. If, if someone begins to weep as you talk about the evil of abortion, um, it may be that they've experienced that in their past, and it may be a good moment to, to um, remind them you know, that Christ can forgive and redeem, can cleanse. Um, so I think all of those things come into play in that, in that proclamation moment. Andrew, do you have any guidance for us on, on when you address a, a hot topic or sensitive topic and when you just leave one alone? Yeah. So much of that is wisdom. And, and like I said, the fe feel, you know, leaders have to, to sometimes feel their way through moments. And, and, and I mean that in, in the sense of prayerful dependence on the Spirit uh, for, for wisdom. Um, I think you need to, to generally speaking, um, look, Dr. McCarty, there are all kinds of moments uh, in a week when I think I want to talk about something on Sunday. I see something on the news, I read an article, and I think I'm going I'm to talk about this Sunday. Um, I really have to, 99% of the time, ignore that impulse and just trust that as I'm preaching right now through the Gospel of Matthew, that God's Spirit is going to use that text in a particular way and, uh, uh, for particular people. And so, so most of the time, I would say, when you feel like you need to address a hot topic, you don't. All you really need to do is to preach the text 
and trust God to use it how he wants to use it. There are rare exceptions. I'll give you an example. When I was pastoring in New Mexico, before um, homosexual marriage uh, became legal nationally, it became legal in New Mexico a couple of years uh, prior to to when the Supreme Court uh, decision came out. Um, we, we, I feel like we had to address that. Um, the New Mexico Supreme Court came out and, and said that uh, gay marriage would be legal in the state of New Mexico. And I felt like I, I really had a responsibility as a pastor to, uh, to bring God's word to bear on that. And so um, on that particular Sunday, I changed the text. I decided to go with a, a different text of Scripture, and I addressed that text in an expositional fashion, but it was geared toward the hot topic. But that would be the very, very rare exception. Generally speaking, I would just say trust God's Spirit, trust the text, preach it, see if you can find another way to address the hot topic, or maybe there's a point of application as you're dealing with the text. You can you can apply it to that. And and then so, and, but you have to have wisdom for that. You just have to pray, ask the Lord for wisdom. James chapter one tells us that if we ask the Lord for wisdom, He's generous, and He'll give it to us. And uh, sometimes we'll make mistakes, and that's okay. But but you just have to pray for wisdom to to know when uh, when you need to put your foot on the pedal, when you need to hit the brake, when you need to speak. Sometimes, right? There's sometimes this time to speak, and sometimes there there's a time to to be silent. We've been talking today with Dr. Andrew A. Bear from the Paramount Church in Amarillo, Texas. Dr. A. Bear, thank you for being with us today on Preaching Source. It's been a joy.